1: I'm Erica Cruz-Guevara, and welcome to The Bay, local news to keep you rooted. Lines for the monkeypox vaccine are probably reminding you of the earlier days of the COVID-19 pandemic. And I know, I know, it's kinda scary. That plus Governor Gavin Newsom's decision to declare a state of emergency over monkeypox has gotten a lot of people wondering, How worried should we be about an outbreak of another virus? So today, we're going to break down monkeypox in the Bay Area for you. What is it? Who's most vulnerable right now? And how to keep safe.
0: Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED podcast too at donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast.
1: Carlos, you just came back from trying to get a monkeypox vaccine. Can you just tell me like what that was like?
0: I went to the San Francisco Zuckerberg General Hospital on Potrero, you know, at the edge of the Mission District, not too far from where I live.
1: Carlos Cabrera-Lomeli is a community engagement reporter for KQED.
0: This was roughly my, my third try. My original plan was to get there much earlier, but I still got there before the clinic was supposed to open. And even then, the line was over 300 people ahead of me. The crowd was probably men, people I, you know, people I perceived to be masked, men of all ages, some doing work on their computers, some with books, some, you know, pulled up the lawn chairs, everything. Some people I spoke to had been there since seven, even six. Everyone I spoke to was really serious about about why they wanted to be there. What would you say to them? I feel like everyone just has to assess the risks in their life and balance out uh, the risk of contracting uh, monkeypox. And if something that's monkeypox. One of the people I spoke to, uh, his name is Diogo, he feels he has this responsibility to his partners to keep himself safe and keep them safe as well by getting this vaccine you know, as soon as he's and able to. Like when it comes to sex or intimacy, we just want to have a good time and to always have to think on the back of your mind that you're going to catch something or feel like hesitance just takes away part of the... Mm-hmm. Fun, emotion, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, I totally understand. Um...
1: I mean, for you, this was your third try. Any luck this time?
0: No, but this is you know important for me, and and I think my reasons are very similar to those of the other people I spoke to. And you know, I I want to I want to be safe, and I want to keep my partner safe. Yeah. I'm you know I'm bi. I'm Latino. I'm I'm, I'm a dude like. Um, You know, those groups we're seeing right now in the Bay Area are the ones that are representing the bulk of cases.
1: Let's talk about some of the basics of monkeypox here, Carlos. What is it, first of all? Like, it's not even a brand new virus, right?
0: It is not. So monkeypox has existed for decades. The first case among humans was detected over 50 years ago, back in the 70s. Mm and it's a disease caused by a virus that is similar to the one that causes uh, smallpox. There are several ways that the virus can spread. One way is by sharing clothes, uh, bedsheets, towels with someone who's tested uh, positive for monkeypox and is showing symptoms. A monkeypox can also spread by coming into direct contact, so skin to skin. Uh, with the scabs or rashes, cuddling, uh, sex, the virus can spread through the little water droplets that come out of our mouths when we breathe, when we talk, when we kiss. However, monkeypox is not considered a sexually transmitted infection, an STI. Researchers have shown us that the virus can spread both through sexual and non-sexual activity. And
1: What are the most common symptoms of monkeypox, Carlos?
0: The incubation period um, can last between six days to two weeks. and you do start um, developing symptoms, Um, those can include um, fever, headaches, and muscle aches, fatigue, and your lymph nodes start swelling up. So the lymph nodes are the small organs that are found on your neck, on your armpits, your groin, But what's really causing people a lot of pain are the rashes and sores that show up on your face, your hands, your chest, all over your skin, even inside your mouth, your genital and anus area. And these sores are extremely painful. The illness can last two to four weeks. And that's two to four weeks that, you you know, people have to deal with this incredible amount of pain and that they have to isolate, which means for many that they can't work.
1: What do we know about how many people have gotten sick with monkeypox so far, particularly here in the Bay Area?
0: There are over 5,800 confirmed cases across the country. Mm -hmm. Roughly one in eight of those cases are in California. Los Angeles County has the most cases. However, in second place, you have San Francisco, then Alameda. After that, Santa Clara. And every Bay Area County has confirmed at least one case. And we got to remember that the first case in California was detected a few months ago at the end of May.
1: Monkeypox is not nearly as fatal as COVID-19. So far, countries around the world have reported only a few deaths from this outbreak. But as Carlos said, it can be really painful, and confirmed cases are increasing. So while it's not the same thing as the COVID pandemic, it is causing a lot of worry, especially in communities who have already seen people getting sick. We've been talking about this a little bit and sort of hinting at it, but who is monkeypox affecting the most?
0: An overwhelming majority, over 90 percent of cases have been detected among men, specifically queer men which includes bisexual and gay men. Um, The latest data from California shows that over 70% of cases are among people between ages 25 to 44. The data also shows that the most affected groups in the state are white and Latino men. But (laughs) when we zoom in at the local level, we begin to see some discrepancies. Um, So last week, we got data from the most populous county in the Bay, Santa Clara. Over 50% of confirmed cases were among the Latina population. Hmm. Keep in mind that Latinas in Santa Clara are only 25%. We see something similar in San Francisco, where Latinas are only 15% of the population, but make up 30% of the cases. ECG, this is when I want to go back to something that I said I was going to say again and again and again. (laughs) which was anyone can become infected with monkeypox. So yes, the data right now shows that specific populations are currently more affected than others, but that does not mean that monkeypox is exclusive to these populations. And like I told you before, I'm going to say this again and again and again, I'm going to sound like a broken record. Anyone can get monkeypox.
1: I feel like, Carlos, people who hear of another disease that you could get from someone else in this particular moment in the world, I think people are very sensitive to that and, you know, are, I'm sure, worried. But how worried should we be about monkeypox right now?
0: That's a really good question. Both San Francisco and now California have just declared a state of emergency. We have to remember that monkeypox spreads in a different way than COVID. You know, researchers tell us that COVID is a lot more infectious. It's a lot more transmissible. However, something that experts have are also telling us is that if we don't act now, monkeypox, you know, will eventually get to an endemic level, right? Because we are living in a pandemic. At the same time, even before COVID, a lot of diseases have been endemic. Health experts are telling us if there is a way that we can prevent one more disease from becoming endemic, you know, we'll be all better off.
2: Good evening. I'm San Francisco Mayor London Breed, and I'm joined here today um, by... D-
1: what do we make of the fact that California and San Francisco declared a state of emergency? Like, what does that mean exactly?
0: So in the case of San Francisco, uh, which announced its state of emergency last week, um, the goal of, 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 of their declaration is, um, is twofold. The first one is is to really cut through red tape, which could get in the way of making resources, of making personnel more available to help out at, at, at clinics, to, you know, uh, for information campaigns, etc. And then the second reason is, and London, Mayor London Breed was very explicit about this, it's to put pressure on the Clearly, federal government.
2: Um, we want to make it known that San Francisco has one of the highest case rates already of monkeypox of any other major city in the country.
0: HIV-AIDS is very different from the current monkeypox outbreak. However, you know, uh, Mayor Breed made very direct parallels to the experience that San Franciscans went through at the onset of the HIV-AIDS crisis.
2: We've seen this happen before in history during the AIDS crisis, when San Francisco was virtually left on its own to fend for itself, to address what became a real pandemic in this country.
0: And, we use the exam- and then at the state level, you know, really the, the big thing that the state of emergency does is that it increases the number of qualified people who can administer the monkeypox vaccine. You know, it doesn't impose a quarantine. You know, it doesn't say certain businesses are going to close.
1: It's about resources, it sounds like.
0: Exactly. And state resources. Back in July, San Francisco asked the federal government for enough doses to vaccinate 35,000 people. However, you know, just last week, San Francisco just got a few thousand uh, vaccines. And the worry is that, again, like if it takes too long to bring in vaccines, then it'll be too little too late.
1: At the beginning of this conversation, we talked about how hard it is to get a vaccine. Can you talk about that? Like, what has gone wrong so far? Why is it so hard to get a vaccine right now?
0: It, it, it really has to do with supply chain issues. The manufacturer of the Genius vaccine is based in Denmark, and the U.S. has to ship these vaccines all the way from Denmark and it was till July. So, you know, over a month and a half from when we saw the first case in California that um, the federal government finally confirmed that they were gonna get 780,000 doses from Denmark. You know, now we're gonna wait for kind of like a waterfall effect. So, you know, those, um, those vaccines are gonna come in and they're gonna first be managed by the federal government and then the federal government is gonna be distributed, distributing it to the states. And then the California Department of Public Health is then going to distribute it to individual counties.
1: The federal government has also been criticized for not having enough vaccines before the outbreak started. As recently as May, the U.S. only had 2,400 usable doses of a smallpox vaccine, which is also effective against monkeypox. Add in delays on things like testing and treatment, and people who are trying to protect themselves have basically been on their own. I mean, it sounds like in a lot of ways, the folks who are most vulnerable to monkeypox are sort of left to their own devices to figure out, like, how to stay safe. I'm curious, in the conversations you're having with your friends or the folks that you're interviewing, what are you seeing people doing in order to keep safe, especially if they can't get a vaccine?
0: You know, what we've been hearing is that folks are in the group chats that they already have with their friends. Like... One friend will go to the um, SF General site, and then the other one will go to the to um, to the to the clinic at um, Steamworks Bathhouse in Berkeley, and they'll, they'll each be reporting on which line is moving faster. Across Instagram, across social media, there is, you know, really big emphasis on, on education, on, you know, how you can get it, how do you first identify the symptoms, how do, you know, if you're going to, if you're sexually active, how to talk to your partner, how to bring up How to bring up, you know, like uh, monkeypox, like in a way that's sex positive, health positive. Number one, don't panic. Get a diagnosis. Someone that we've been we've been talking to throughout this has been Dr. Peter Chen Hong. He's an infectious disease specialist at UCSF. Right now, the thinking is, you know, skin to skin is the most important, particularly from an open ulcer. But it needs to be for a long duration. He's been really helpful. In providing, um, in providing expertise, not just on the disease, but on how to talk about it and how to talk about it in a way that reduces stigma. Really not just isolated to monkeypox, but whenever you have a new partner, you have a very frank and open conversation um, that's positive. You know, how are you feeling? It's just a matter of being empathic and understanding of, of people's pain and suffering. You know what what he recommends is that as soon as you start um identifying symptoms you know the first thing is go go you know check with your physician something really important to take into consideration about the vaccine is that you know the vaccine can can help you and can help reduce symptoms even after um you've been exposed um and that's i think really really important um so if you are able to get vaccinated within four days of exposure That can really, really help you in reducing the disease.
1: What do we make of how we are talking about monkeypox right now? Like the fact that it doesn't exclusively affect gay or bisexual men, but it is who is most vulnerable right now. Like, what are you seeing in terms of the messaging?
0: It comes with a lot of nuance because, yes, you know, the numbers show us that an overwhelming majority of people who have gotten monkeypox are queer, but we also risk you know, that association of monkeypox being a, quote unquote, queer disease, quote unquote, gay disease, when that's not true, when that's not accurate. Mm. That could really discourage people who aren't queer from talking about monkeypox, uh, discouraging them from thinking about monkeypox when they're sexually active or when they're talking to their physician or when they're noticing possible symptoms.
1: If you hear that, for instance, monkeypox is only a, a gay man thing, you automatically check out if you're not a gay man.
0: Someone who I think has explained it in a very powerful way is uh, George Mizrahi Jackson, who's the executive director of the AIDS Project of the East Bay.
1: Everyone can get monkeypox. And so if we're talking about gay men, perhaps being the vectors of monkeypox, the reality is the families that they're around and the, the kids and children that they're around are gonna be the ones that will be exposed. We wanna make sure that we're being honest and,
0: and true about the actual risk that you're putting yourself at.
1: Is there any hope that access to things like vaccines and testing is gonna get better? Like what will it take to stop this virus from getting even more people sick at this point?
0: The public health officials we've spoken to sound pretty optimistic about the, um, the, the shipment of 780,000 vaccines that the federal government is, is getting from Denmark, but they're also asking for more, you know, and, and I think that, you know, we really have to, you know, listen, you know, not just to the health experts, but also listen to people who are doing the work on the ground, you know, who are doing clinical work, who are, you know, working closely with people living with monkeypox. The vaccine is only one part of, of our response to monkeypox. But there is also, you know, the treatment, you know, so making t more, you know, more easily available and also confronting that stigma.
1: When are you going to try and get the vaccine again, Carlos?
0: I'm going to try again tomorrow. And if not, then the day after that.
1: Carlos, thank you so much for breaking this down, and I, I really hope you can get a monkeypox vaccine soon.
0: Thank you. Thank, thank you, ECG, and, and thank you for making space for this conversation.
1: That was Carlos Cabrera Lomeli, a community engagement reporter for KQED. You can find Carlos's and all of KQED's coverage of monkeypox on our website, including a really helpful guide to finding a monkeypox vaccine near you. You can find all that and more at kqed.org monkeypox. This hour-long interview with Carlos was cut and edited down by Alan Montecilio. I scored this one and added all the tape. Special thanks as well to Brian Watt, KQED's Morning Edition host, for that interview with George Jackson that you heard in this episode. You can always keep in touch with us and our team on Twitter. We are at The Bay KQED. I'm Erica Cruz-Guevara. Stay safe. Peace.